for the rest of us, we are going to be um, uh, continuing uh, our series in the pastoral epistles in 2 Timothy. So if you've got your Bibles, you want to turn to 2 Timothy chapter 4. And uh, we're just looking at a couple of verses here in, uh, in chapter 4, where Paul talks about um, running the race and finishing well. It's uh, such an, uh, an important part of our lives that uh, in, in, in the races, in, in competition, in, in life, um, you know, it's one thing to be able to start really well and have a good start, but to be able to, to finish it off, to, to fight to the end is, um, is such an important thing. And so uh, I think there's some same things that we can learn from Paul's, uh, even just his, his brief a uh, little inclusion of this here to Timothy. Um, that's good for us. So we're going to be in 2 Timothy chapter 4, and we're just going to read verses 6 to 8 um, here this morning. Paul writes, For I have already, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And not only me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Paul is ready for the race to end. Um, uh, don't know exactly when he wrote this, but... Uh, but certainly it was at one of the moments when he was in prison. Um, you know, we've got recorded in Acts uh, the, the time that he spent in, in house arrest in Rome. Um, church tradition says that at one point he was able to, he was released from that. Nero released him after, after going through a trial. And as Paul indicated in his letter to the Romans, he had the intention of going to, uh, to Spain to plant more churches in Spain. And, and church tradition says that he was able to do that. He was um, uh, enabled by the Roman church to be able to go out and, and spend some time. We don't have any record of it in scripture or anything like that. But, but then on his return back to Rome, he was arrested again, was uh, uh, put in in prison there and eventually uh, was beheaded. And, and this part of Timothy, uh, whether that was during his first, uh, more likely that second, but anyway, it was at a moment when he was feeling that the end was near, that, uh, that he had, uh, that the Lord was preparing him to, uh, to go home to heaven. And uh, he writes this saying that he is ready for this. Um, he, he felt himself being poured out his strength was draining um, but he felt confident in in having uh, run the race well that that he was able to to hold on to the faith through all of the the persecution all of the suffering that he experienced all of the 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 um, uh, those that came against him and, and and opposition trying to stop him uh, from uh, from preaching the gospel, whether it came from the Jews or whether it was from the Romans, Paul felt confident that he had done everything that the Lord had enabled him and called him to do in his time, and he was ready uh, to finish his race. Um, 
how, how did he do that? How did he prepare for that race? I think when we, when we look at that whole analogy of, of running a race, of finishing well, um, I think there's two mistakes uh, that people make. Uh, first of all, there are those that would make the mistake that, that they think I've got all the time in the world. I'm not gonna worry about running really hard, training really hard, putting a lot of effort in. I'm just gonna kind of pace myself. And when I get to the end, then I'm going to really, there will be this point when I reach this, this moment in my life, this is when I will really focus on my relationship with God and really minister. And, and for some people it's, uh, you know, when, when you're in your teens, you think, well, uh, let me just get out of high school. And then I'm going to, to be able to go really well. But then, you know, you get into college and you think, ah, no, let me just, this is a, a good time. There's lots of fun, lots of learning. I, I, I'm not going to worry too much about my relationship with Jesus. Once I get married, then, then I'll be able to, to really put in the effort of, of being good. And, and then it's when I, when I have kids, you know, then we'll go to Sunday school, we'll go to church. I really want to invest in them and help them to disciple and, and grow in their faith. And, and it just seems like that, that line that you said of now is when I'm going to, it's always just a little bit further off. It's always the next stage of life. And, and too many people make the mistake of, of not recognizing that the moment is now that the opportunity for us uh, to, to finish well begins today, uh, that we set a pace that, that, uh, that focuses on following God, following Jesus in every aspect of our lives. And, and it's in the, the habits and the patterns of life that we, that we establish today helps us to be able to finish well down the road and to, to with Paul, be able to say, I have kept the faith i have finished the race uh, that's one one mistake that that people make is that they they start pacing themselves and they set a pace that's that is too easy and too light um, and never actually get to a place where they're able to finish well i think the second mistake that happens is is people coming to the end and um, and in anticipation of that end kind of let up and you've seen this happen in in races and in different sporting events uh, where people think that they've got it made and kind of coast to the end and that's where they lose the race i've got some videos here of of people who have um, lost the race in the last moments how heartbreaking is that to get so close to the end to have have, have this huge lead in front of all of your competitors or to make this great save, this great play. And, and instead of finishing well, get distracted and start celebrating, lose focus on the goal. And in those last moments, um, lose connection. It is, it is a, a tragedy that I think, unfortunately, there are many people that also go through in life and that as they get closer to that goal, um, whether it is uh, in the desire to, to relax and just kind of let yourself enjoy your, your uh, senior years or, 
or maybe that life is getting too hard and 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 you just kind of give up on on everything because the struggle is just too hard and it just would be easier just to relax it, it, it can happen where we lose that focus where we lose the race in those last moments and instead of finishing well as paul talks about here uh, we drop the ball and and miss out on all that god has for us i think that there's a couple of examples uh, that we can see in scripture of of people who gave up too early and and one glaring example is of isaac uh, you remember isaac being the 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 son of promise that that god had had told abraham that it would be through isaac that the promise of of being made into many nations the promise of of living in the land of canaan the the promise of of all of the nations of the world being blessed through abraham that it was going to be through isaac that that blessing would come and 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 there are are things that we see in in isaac's life the the good decisions that he makes and the 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 mistakes that he makes but also uh, the ways that he continues to hold fast in faith to God and trusting in him to, to make that promise. And then we see Isaac come to that moment of his life. And, and we can read about this in Genesis chapter 27, where Isaac is feeling old. He's feeling the weight of life uh, bearing down on him. And, um, and he calls his eldest son um, Esau to come to him so that he might bless him because he feels like his days are numbered. Um, Genesis chapter 27, the first four verses say, when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau, his older son, to him and said, my son, and he's answered him, I am here. And, and Isaac said, behold, I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now then, take your weapons, your quiver and your bow, go out to the field and hunt game for me and prepare for me a delicious food such as I love and bring it to me so that I may eat and that my soul may bless you before I die. And you know the tragic consequences of that, that, that his wife, Rebecca, overheard and, and felt that Jacob was the one who was supposed to get that blessing. And so she threw... Uh, subterfuge and 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 uh, getting Jacob to come in and lie to his father to stole the blessing from from Jacob in some ways all of that tragedy to me happens here first with Isaac of of losing sight of the goal and instead of running hard to the end of the race he gives up early have you have you ever noticed that that's not the moment when Isaac dies. The story continues where Jacob has to run away from his brother Esau for fear of his life. And he goes to his uncle Laban and, and there he falls in love with, with Rachel and, uh, and agrees to work for seven years to marry one of Laban's daughters, uh, Rachel. And he works for those seven years, uh, but then his uncle, um, lies to him and instead uh, gets him to marry his oldest daughter Leah first 
but then makes amends and says, no, I'll let you marry Rachel as well, but you'll need to give me another seven years. So we've got at least 14 years that, that have passed from this moment when he steals the blessing uh, to the time when he is here with Laban. Um, and, and through his wives and through his concubines, he has a number of children. Uh, he then returns back after these 14 plus years and uh, returns back and wrestles with God and meets with, uh, with Esau and is reconciled to his brother Esau um, and then goes and moves into uh, Succoth and, and lives there. And then there's the whole issue with uh, his daughter Dina. And, and we get the sense that his sons here in this story, as, as Shechem the prince um, uh, defiles Dina, and, his, and her brothers re see this, and they figure out a way to, uh, to undermine all of this. You get the sense that these guys are grown adults, um, so at least in their 20s someplace. So we've got at least 20, maybe 25, 30 years that have passed since Isaac uh, gave this blessing on to, uh, to Jacob. And it's not until we get to chapter 35 and, um, and we see here um, in verse 27 of 35, and Jacob came to his father Isaac as Mam Mamre or Kiriath Arba, which is Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac had sojourned. And now the days of Isaac were 180 years and Isaac breathed his last and he died and was gathered up to his people. We don't know exactly how many years transpired here but, but at least 25, if not more years have passed since the moment when Isaac said, my eyes are dim, I'm about to die, let me bless you. If he would have instead allowed God to give him the time of when he should extend that blessing, uh, who knows what, what all of this family dysfunction and tragedy could have been avoided if he would have been listening and fighting hard to the end, to the, to the rest of his uh, now maybe 24, maybe 25, 30 years that he had left to live. It's an example of a man who, who lost sight of the goal and gave up and, and was unable to finish well. Paul tells us here that he fought hard to the end that he has held on to the faith, that he never lost sight of that calling that God had put on his life to go and, 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 and bring the good news of Jesus Christ to the people of the Gentiles. And he, and he hung on to that in spite of all of the suffering that he went through, all of the turmoil, all of the opposition. Paul fought hard to the end. That's one of the lessons that we can learn about how to finish well, is to, to keep our eyes on the goal. Rather than allowing our circumstances and how we feel to dictate how we move forward, rather to depend on the Holy Spirit, to listen to Him, to lead and guide us of how we are to live, how we are to finish well. I, I love... The, the testimony you've heard, I don't know if you've heard that uh, uh, Bill Coster uh, was back in the hospital this week um, and they were draining fluid um, uh, from his body, excess fluid, and, and they had like, uh, I think it was 
liter and a half, almost two liters of, of fluid that he had in his system that needed to be drained out and, and uh, some extra complications. So I, I believe he's still in the hospital and remained there. Um, but as he was lying there weakened from, from all of this, he was as Bill does, praying and saying, sweet Jesus, dear Jesus, Lord Jesus, help me Jesus, Lord Jesus. And the nurses that were around him taught, was talking to Sandra and saying, I think maybe that's just the delirium that he's uh, kind of losing. And <laughs> Sandra had to kind of chuckle and laugh and just say, no, no, he's, that's who Bill is. He's talking with his best friend. He's reaching out for help in difficult times. That's the kind of uh, mindset that we need to have is recognizing even in those difficult times that Jesus is there to, to allow even in those times of weakness to be a light and a testimony to those people that are around us to, to fight hard, to hold fast to the faith and to, to finish well. That's one of the things that we see that, that, that teaches us how Paul finished well. I think another th lesson that we learned from Paul of how to finish well is that Paul was pouring his life into others. Uh, we, we see that him, him taking the time in his weakened and, and imprisoned self to be able to take the time to, to write a letter. He could have wallowed in self-pity and all the rest of that but but Paul was so focused he wanted to make sure that he gave whatever he could to pour into the lives of others of of the 13 epistles uh, 13 or 14 epistles that we have of Paul's we know that at least five of them were written in this time of his life in in this time while he was in prison um Late in his life, as, as he was trapped there, he was still focused on investing in the lives of others. The, the pastoral epistles that he's writing to Timothy, that he wrote to, um, uh, to, to Titus as well. These were all um, ways that he was still investing in the lives of other people. And for, for each one of us, we need to be looking. One of the ways that we can make sure that we finish well is by looking for ways that we can disciple and mentor and, and pour ourselves into the lives of others. That's not something that you should just wait for until the time when you are in your last days and, and you want to invest. At whatever stage you are, there is an opportunity for you to intentionally pour your life and, and to grab somebody that, that you know that the Lord has brought in your path that you can then invest yourself in to share the, the the good news of jesus christ to help them grow in their faith to to uh, let them know and, and describe for them the ways that god has worked in your life and and see them grow and develop in their relationship so so paul tells us that we need to to fight hard he he was pouring his life into others he remained immersed in scripture throughout this letter to Timothy through his other uh, letters that he wrote uh, time and time again he is either directly quoting or alluding to the Old Testament scriptures you know that he wasn't just depending on his 
education as a young man, as a Pharisee, that, that that was the only time that he spent in scriptures and he now had enough in his life and, and didn't have to worry about. The scriptures were just a part of his life and everywhere that he went, he was uh, always referring back to what lessons God was speaking and how God was revealing himself through his word. And if we are to finish well, we need to make sure that at every stage of our life, we are invested in the word of God. We are allowing it to, to pour over our lives, to instruct us, to empower us, to inspire us, and to, to guide our steps, listening for the voice of the Spirit as he speaks to us through these pages. So to finish well, we need to fight hard. We need to invest ourselves in other people. We need to immerse ourselves in the word of God. But we also see Paul praying, praying for others. And, and I know I've shared this a number of times in the past, but, but as I read Paul's prayers here in scripture and, and those of the other apostles of John and Peter and James as they include prayers and talk about their prayer life in scripture it's always about people's spiritual well-being very rarely do you see them uh, address any uh, particular physical uh, realities of their life whether it is uh, uh, to to uh, uh, to end persecution, to deal with sickness, to, uh, to deal with, with a, a lack of finances or material things. The main emphasis, the main point of those prayers is to pray that people would know Jesus better, uh, that they would uh, experience his love for themselves. And, and when we are praying, we need to make sure that our focus Yes, it's good to pray for people's material needs and, and physical needs, but, but more importantly, we need to be praying for their spiritual need in their life. Uh, that God, through these circumstances that person is facing, whether it is, is things that we rejoice about or things that we sorrow with them over, that they are experiencing the presence of God, that they are learning to know Jesus better through the things that they are going through. And that's, that's what our prayer life needs to be. And, and if we are going to finish well, we need to have that connection with the Spirit in prayer. We need to be praying for ourselves, but also more importantly, praying for others and allowing Him to, to change our focus uh, from our own needs to, to what's going on around us and, and to see His plans and purposes for our lives. So we need to hold fast and fight hard for the faith to finish well. We need to invest ourselves in other people. We need to immerse ourselves in scripture and we need to uh, fill our lives with prayer. If we're going to follow Paul's example of finishing well, those are some of the things that need to characterize our life. And, and, and we can't just wait for the end. We need to make sure that that is today our focus. So that as the days progress, as the stages of our lives move on, we have the opportunity to be able to finish well and never, never uh, stumble in our faith or, or falter in our pace that the Lord has us set on. So how can you 
finish well. It starts today. To make that determination in your mind that you don't want to get to those last days and have regrets of times wasted, of opportunities missed, but rather to, to commit today that you are going to focus on finishing well, no matter when that last day might come for you, that you would be ready, that you would be determined and focused on doing those things that would finish well. Don't lose courage. I can guarantee you that if you make that kind of commitment, that that's the time when Satan's going to turn up the heat, when he's going to try and attack you and discourage you and trying to, to destroy that commitment that you've made so that you, you lose focus. Don't get discouraged. Look to the Savior, look to the Spirit to empower you and to preserve you so that you can continue on even in those difficult times because it will be in those difficult times that you will see the most growth in your life and you will see the presence of the Lord more uh, clearly, more powerfully at work in your life because as Paul says, that it's in our weakness that the Lord is seen to be strong. Invest yourselves in other people. Look for opportunities when you, where you can mentor and disciple other people. Don't just wait for them to come and ask you, but, but go out there and look for people that you can pour your life into and invest yourselves into. Let the word of God dwell in you richly. Don't just, don't just read your Bible so that you can check it off and move on with the rest of the activities of your day. But look to see how the Lord is using his word to speak into your life in that day. There are, are many different strategies that you can use. I have one friend that, that in his morning time, he looks for a verse that the Holy Spirit would put on his life. And he writes that verse at the top of his calendar. So that throughout the day, he's reminded of that. And he's looking for opportunities, anticipating that the Lord will give him an opportunity to share that verse with somebody else or to use that verse to encourage him through difficult times. Make the word of God a part of your life rather than just a, an activity or a discipline that you, that you go through. And then finally, be a prayer warrior. Pray always. Look for every opportunity that you can be praying for another person, praying for yourself, listening to the Spirit speak to you. And as you do that, as you fight hard um, through the opposition, through the struggles of your life, you can have confidence that the Holy Spirit will be there to preserve you that he will be there to hold you up and to carry you through, that you can, with Paul, uh, claim that I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I have kept the faith. And that day when we stand before the Lord and, and, and he looks you in the eye, you can know that he is going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, 
thank you for the fact that that you have given us so many examples of those that have finished well in our lives and i know uh, faces of those that are running through my head right now uh, family members friends mentors people who have fought hard until the very end and given everything that they had to follow you throughout all of their lives we we thank you for those great inspiring individuals that you have placed in our lives lord we need your help we need your spirit to in our lives make that commitment that today we would finish well that we would set ourselves a pace that you are leading us into that we would engage in those activities that would that would carry us through the difficult times that we are going to be facing so that on that day we would hear those glorious words well done good and faithful servant and we can with all of the saints take those crowns and lay them at the feet of jesus and say this is what jesus was able to do in my life and throughout eternity be able to give you honor and glory for all that you have accomplished for the wonder of your preserving power in our lives thank you for that we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.